Happy Hump Day. Welcome to the Alex B. Podcast. I figured, you know, you had the Grammys on Sunday. You had the uh, everybody talking about the Grammys on Monday. And then you had President Biden's State of the Union address. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking chill out, absorb what's going on in the news. And then, of course, I'll do an episode. Let's get right into it, shall we? All right. I'm going to start off with something that's a positive, even though it's kind of related to a negative. But when I read the story, I thought to myself, you know what? More parents need to do shit like this and start taking accountability or at least ratting out your kids and have your kids step up to accountability. Again, probably the best news story I've, I've read that's probably I'm going to read on this podcast in quite a long time. A St. Louis area mom turned her son into police after she learned he allegedly pointed a gun at a local pastor's face and stole his car. See, why can't more of that be happen? Why can't more of that be happening? Why can't parents just show up at least at the scene of the crime or whatever before they take him in and have the parent beat the kid's ass before the cop takes him into custody? That's what my mom or dad would do. I'd get my ass beat where I stood. Then my dad or my mom be like, all right, take this motherfucker away. That, that's how I was raised. It was his mother becoming aware of the event and questioning her son and turning him over to the juvenile courts of prosecution, Captain Donnell Moore of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department said. Investigators are still working to find the second suspect. Well, if you work hard enough, this motherfucker's going to rat, rat, out, rat out his boy. Okay? That's as simple as that. He's not going to go down solo, though. No. The Reverend Mike Coleman said he was approached by a boy brandishing a gun and another young boy at the... Uh, Carondelet Baptist Church in South St. Louis. Last Friday, the pair allegedly demanded his car and other valuables. Uh, the pitch of his voice was high, said the preacher. According to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, I'm thinking this isn't real, but the gun on my face was very, very real. Coleman said he cooperated with the kids, handing over his wallet, phone, and keys to his wife's uh, Dodge Caravan. He even helped the suspects unlock a driving club that was secured to the steering wheel and told them how to start the vehicle. He asked them not to do anything they would regret because the security camera was recording them. He's like, you know, I don't want to get any closer to these guys, but I was very cooperative. There's no way these guys had driven a car before. Imagine, see, listen to that just alone. They've never even driven a fucking car before, but they're going to carjack a minister. He watched the car speed away down a ramp and crash into two cars on a nearby street. The suspects then fled on foot and abandoned the stolen car. Uh, last Wednesday, Coleman received a link to sit in on a court hearing on the matter and saw, guess how old the boy was, okay? The boy that got turned in by his mom, the boy that pointed a gun at a preacher, the boy that carjacked a car, I'll give you a hint, doesn't have a driver's license, isn't old enough for a learner's permit. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? 13 years old. Charged with first-degree robbery for his crime. His mom, a nurse who lives in nearby Florissant, has found out about the incident and turned the child over to the cops. Busted, man. Busted and disgusted. I commend her for turning him in because that's probably the hardest thing. But the best thing is she could do for him. These people he's dealing with, you know, don't know how desperate they are. How are you desperate at 13? What the, What do you think was really going to become of stealing a car or carjacking a car at 13? Okay, guess what? You're going to joyride for a little bit or whatever, and then you're going to wreck it. It's not, you know, what's the outcome of it? I mean, I mean, I'm not saying you should go stealing and have a purpose, but really. 
The preacher also said the boy might be involved with a group of adults who send kids out to do their dirty work, which could also be true. You know, somebody might have flipped him 100 bucks. Hey, man, I need a Dodge Caravan. All right, cool. Bet. I got you. The mom of the unidentified child asked the court to release her son during the hearing. So, yeah, hold on. This is the best quote. Now, this is where this fucking story just goes to shit. And I didn't read this part when I when I was previewing the story before I started. Okay, she said, the story says, the mom of the unidentified child asked the court to release her son during the hearing. Quote, I am responsible enough to look after him at home, she told the court via telephone, according to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. You couldn't, you were looking, you, you're, you're responsible? Your 13-year-old kid carjacked a fucking minister with a gun, went on a joyride, wrecked the car, and you're going to tell the courts you're responsible to look after him? Get the fuck out of here. I've only been a sky zone like one time, and it looks like a fun place. When you're fat and old like me, you don't want to be jumping up and down on trampolines and foam ball pits and all this other stuff. Sky zone seems fun, right? Good family fun that you go with your family, right? It means you go with one of your parents or you go on a school field trip or you just go there and fucking all hell breaks loose, such as what happened on Saturday night out in Fairview Heights. I don't understand. And here, and I'm going to tell you why, because uh, it didn't sound like there's many parents around. And what's really bothering the fuck out of me is that shopping malls, i.e. Circle Center, etc., that parents just think they can drop their kids off and that the public is responsible for babysitting them. And then when they get in trouble or they fuck up, then it's like, oh, you know, my baby. whatever. I'm not going to get in that because I'll, I'll be rambling for like all morning. Sky Zone. 150 people were fighting at the Sky Zone in Fairview Heights on Saturday nights. According to police, almost no parents were at Sky Zone initially. Of course they weren't, because they can drop off their kids. It's going to be somebody else's responsibility, blah, 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 blah. There needs to be some rules, man. You can't be in there without a parent. There needs to, come on. I just read a story where a mom ratted out her kid for trying to rob somebody, and now you have this thing where there's no parents around. Let's just drop them off at Sky Zone. It's going to be Sky Zone's problem. All right. According to police, almost no parents were at Sky Zone initially. The police stayed on scene waiting for parents to arrive. Yeah, hey, man, you want to pick up your kid, man, because they're up duking it out at the Sky Zone. After surveillance video was reviewed, a juvenile was transported to the police station. Juvenile detectives are investigating. The Fairview Heights police stated on Facebook, quote, this type of incident cannot and will not be tolerated in Fairview Heights. It should be tolerated anywhere, actually. But we'll start with Fairview Heights and just work our way through whatever. Strong legal action will be taken against those involved. We are committing with SkyZone, communicating with SkyZone managers to change policies and procedures. So they have to change their policies and procedures because there's a bunch of fucking irresponsible parents that drop off their idiot kids. Nah, man. Nope. The story is developing, so we'll find out some more information on it. So listen to this, man. So they're talking about like 911 calls. There was 20 police officers, all kinds of shit. Uh, they were saying officers had a problem getting into Sky Zone because people were like flying out the doors. Again, where were the parents? You hear about the stuff happening at, like at skating rinks and you know shopping malls and that kind of shit, where it's like you know people will either take public transportation, their parents will drop them off. And you know, back when I grew up, and I hate to always bring this up because I'm old as fuck. Guess what, man? We got dropped off the mall. We were cool. We went to Merry Go Round, which is a record store. Yes, I said a record, not CD. You know, we go to maybe Chess King, <laughs> you know, those kind of places. It isn't like what South Lake Mall in Hobart is now. And that's it. 
hey, we'll pick you up in an hour. Or a lot of times they would actually go with us and say, hey, man, uh, let's separate from our parents. We thought it was cool. Like the parents went on one side of the mall and, you know, me, my sisters and, and went on the other. And we thought we were cool. If I even thought about fucking up in a mall like that or fucking up in a sky zone again, where I would stand, my dad or mom would beat my ass. But again, where's the parents? I was really tripping out when I saw this on Sunday. Okay, everybody knows about the whole spy balloon, blah, 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 blah. But I like how China warned, warned us that overreaction is shooting down the spy balloon that floated over multiple states may result in payback. Wait a minute, payback? You motherfuckers were flying over our airspace and you want to pay us back because we shot down your shit? Quote, for the United States to insist on using armed force is clearly an excessive reaction that seriously violates international convention. I don't know if international convention includes you guys flying shit over our airspace to find out what the fuck we're doing. It's bad enough we let y'all have TikTok in the U.S. and now you're going to fly balloons over like it's a fucking carnival. Uh, the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs said in a statement, according to New York Times, quote, China will result, re- will resolutely, whatever, defend the legitimate rights and interests of the enterprise involved and retains the right to respond further. Man, fuck you. Come on. You're mad and you, you're, you're warning us. You're in our air. Could you imagine if we would have done that? They'd have shot that motherfucker down with the quickness. Come on now. You're going to respond. Fuck. Come on. Speaking of spy balloon, this is also funny because you know people are not going to heed the warnings of officials. We all know this, right? Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. This is over the weekend. Officials are warning beachgoers not to touch or move any of the possible Chinese spy balloon debris that may wash up on Carolina beaches. At about 2.40 p.m., an F-22 fighter jet fired on the missile at the balloon. You know, da-da-da-da-da. So basically they're saying don't touch or move any of the balloon debris. Quote, these stray pieces are expected to wash ashore in the North Carolina area. Sunset Beach police released a statement. And uh, no one should touch or remove it. Now, you know damn well nobody's going to listen to that shit. Because what's going to happen is people are going to either fucking put it on TikTok. Hey, man, you're not going to leave with what I just found on the beach. Or they're going to put it on eBay and try to sell it for some godly, stupid-ass amount. Like Tom Brady's sand. I know. You're like, wait a minute, Tom Brady sand? Oh, yes, there's more. Every day that I go to record, not every day, but every time I step in the studio to record and read a ridiculous story, I always say this is the most crazy shit I've ever read, and then somehow society, life, proves me wrong. Such as this case, the Florida Beach sand, where Brady ended his iconic 23-year-old, 23-year NFL career was listed on sale at eBay and listed for at least $99,000 with 124 bids as of Saturday morning. Huh? Bid for one of two samples taken from Tom Brady's exact retirement spot on February 1st, 2023, the listing says. According to the Miami Herald, Brady made his announcement from Surfside Beach in Miami near where he lived with his then wife Giselle. The bidding war began Thursday when the user listed the sand at $677 in honor of Brady's total career touchdowns. Are you kidding me? The sale is uh, set to end on February 12th at 243 Eastern. Over the past few days, the bidding skyrocketed from its original price of to 15000 before reaching nearly $100,000. 
The seven-time Super Bowl champ retired with 649 passing touchdowns, a 28 rushing, blah, blah, blah. Let, fuck the stats. Let's just talk about the idiots that would, first of all, think, how do you know it's the same? <laughs> like, why does this have significance? Why would people pay this? I want to meet the jackholes that pay for this. The seller who notes that the sand was collected hours after Brady's retirement video revealed the highest bidder will receive one of the two eight-ounce mason jars they collected. Hours after he made his retirement. So there could have been sand, there could have been, all, there could have been wind blowing, all kinds of shit. Photo proof is provided in the listing. And the seller says video proof of the sand being collected is available upon request. Now, if Tom Brady was standing there with a bucket and you got shovel and you're shoveling the sand in there, okay, my, that might be worth a couple dollars because he had his hands in it. But how the fuck are you going to prove that that's... I died. I, I, again, I can't. I can't with society and people. Uh, here's another quote from one of the sellers. Quote, you will find no other listings like this. The seller assures bidders in the listing. No one else took a sample on February 1st after the goat posted his real retirement. You will be owning the very land the goat retired on. First of all, Sam. I, are you guys listening to this? And literally shaking your fucking head in pure amusement like I am. The eBay seller, uh, Gadgetigs, who is charging an extra five twenty five for shipping and is not accepting returns, has a polished seller rating of 100%. But I guarantee you ain't selling fucking sand till now. Since the listing went up, other listings ranging from $1 to $19,000 attempted to follow suit in hopes of earning a payday. I just can't believe that. Of course, you know, people on social media are like, man, this is some bullshit. Quote, whoever the idiot that buys the sand, $90,000 doesn't deserve $90,000, said the Twitter user. Come on, man. $90,000 for sand from Tom Brady, who would be this stupid. There are about 20 others on eBay now with the same exact photo ripped off in different state pickup locations. How dumb are you people? And I've got the pictures of the listings. I kid you not. There's one for $2,000, one for $10,000, one for $4,000, one for, like, pictures of this. And then it says, authenticity guaranteed. How can you guarantee it? Because, again, unless Tom Brady is there helping you build a sandcastle and helping you shovel the sand where he was standing or kneeling or whatever the fuck he was doing, how do you know? And if it was true, why does this have significance? Somebody clue me in on that one, please. All right, let's uh, shift the news to the region, Portage, Indiana. Anybody that knows where Portage is knows Portage is part of the region. Now, this is a story, although it does involve some criminal activity, I just want to say it's about fucking time that this happened. And again, I don't condone violence in any stretch. But sometimes retaliation is necessary. Defending yourself is necessary, as in the case of this McDonald's worker. Because you always hear about the, you've seen the fast food videos, right? You've seen people jumping over the counters, trying to go after the staff. You've seen people trying to put a gun in a drive through window, all kinds of other bullshit, man. It's bad enough these people have to work in a place that's understaffed just because that's just where we're at in the employment world. But then to get grief on top of that is just some bullshit. So an employee of a McDonald's restaurant was caught on a surveillance camera chasing down a customer. <laughs> yes, I'm going to laugh. I don't give a fuck. After an argument and then hitting the customer in the face as she attempted to leave the building, Portage police say, Sharice Parrish, age 18 of Gary, Gia, was taken to Porter County Jail and has been charged with a misdemeanor criminal count of battery resulting in bodily injury. 
The A misdemeanor charge carries a potential sentence of up to one year behind bars. Again, let's show the video of what the dumb fuck customer probably did to fire this person up. Because we've seen so many videos. Again, with the exception of the Waffle House video. Remember, and you also saw the Waffle House video where the chick fucking caught that chair with one hand before she was, you know, she was duking it. So Parrish left the jail after posting an $800 cash bond, police said. A court order was issued forbidding Parrish from having any further contact with the alleged victim while the criminal case proceeds. Police say they were called out shortly before 7 p.m. last Tuesday to the McDonald's at 6120 Central Avenue. I know where that's at. Kind of like kind of like station area. When the 40-year-old female customer told them she was struck in the face at least twice after a discussion with the staff about her food order. Now, first of all, that's bullshit because you know she was probably popping off. You know she was probably cursing at the staff. You know she was probably waving. You know, you know that part's not on video anywhere, is it? It needs to be. So again, we can kind of piece this thing together collectively. Yeah, after a discussion with the staff about her food order. Police said the customer had visible injuries to her face, including the start of a black eye, a small cut bleeding under her right eye, and a scrape on the bridge of her nose. A surveillance camera shows the customer walking across the lobby of the restaurant after a verbal dispute. Okay, so now it went from a discussion to a dispute. As she reaches the vestibule to leave, Paris is seen running after her and then beginning to strike her with a closed fist. Paris told police she was working the back counter preparing food orders when the customer who also works as a DoorDash driver. Ah, okay. This is now starting to get interesting. Okay. Became upset over a late order and threatened to slap her. See, she threatened him. Bitch, I'm going to slap you. No motherfucker. You're not. Okay. That seems like an open and shut case. The two exchanged words and Parrish claimed that she was hit first. When asked by police why she pursued the customer, Paris said her manager told her to lock the restaurant doors. It was later determined that Sharice's manager did not tell her to lock the doors. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You know, if you, this, I'm not saying, again, I don't condone violence, man, but all these videos you see of people abusing fast food workers and restaurant workers and, you know, wanting their fucking TikTok fame and everything else, finally, man, don't do that shit in a region, man, because in a region, they'll swing back. Believe that. Hi, my name is what? My name is who? His name is Eminem, and for years and years, he has bitched about the Grammys, which they're notorious for doing. I guess everybody's pissed off. Again, I don't follow that much current music. I just obviously read headlines and stuff, but I guess everybody was pissed off because Beyonce did not get album of the year. Instead, I guess it went to Harry Styles or somebody. And, you know, because Grammys will do that. They'll tease all these big celebrities, and then they, they, they get stiffed on the awards. And here's an interview where Eminem explains that even further. And why he just, I don't think he even fucks with the Grammys anymore. Check this out. Grammys in the mud. And you talk about, um, you have a few Grammys, but you feel like you had to sell your soul to get them. And um, you didn't know if you wanted it for, for the recognition or the trophies, but yeah. there was the difference. You know, and that Grammys pretty much suck the blood of artists and nominate them, have them come to the shows. and Which the they do. They do it every fucking year. Yeah. And I I, I got I'm just tired of seeing it. And for whatever reason, it's like they're always pitching this hint that you might win album of the year, which is a used to be a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal now. Mm -hmm. Every year we 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 went, it was I would be up for album of the year. And then the winner is Nora Jones. Who? And I, I don't I'm not even trying to say anything bad about her music. I just at that point, I had never heard of her. Yeah. And 
none of my friends did either. You know what I'm saying? So we were like, okay, whatever. And then Steely Dan. Okay, I know who Steely Dan is. I know Steely Dan back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But more than the Marshall Mathers LP impact, like, okay, fine. I watch 50, same shit. I'm fine if I lose to fucking Kanye or someone that I'm like, okay, I respect that. I know who that is. And Kanye has a huge following and he's made a massive impact on music. Fine, I'm good with that. But don't fucking get us all here to use your selling point for your fucking show and stiff everybody every single fucking time. Vote. They give it to who, who they want to give it to. They give it to their darlings, the fucking, oh, this got critical acclaim, but it sold two records. Like, I, it ain't about always what you sell. I get that. Vanilla Ice, I understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there comes a point where when an overwhelming something comes along that has this wave and impact on music and you give it to fucking Lada fucking Dottie. Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They say these bars are like COVID. You get them right off the bat. Infected with SARS and Corona. Like you took a bite off of that. Then it goes from Martian to human. That's how the virus attacks. They come at me with machine guns. Like trying to fight off a gnat. Still stacking my chips, hoes. Higher than Shaq on his tiptoes. Top the Empire State Building. This shit is like child's play children. I will not annihilate, kill them. I fuck around and pile. Eight million dead little juveniles. Wait, children. I'll await my trial. They tilting. Ain't nothing you say could ever trump. Mike Pence will get killed. If you're hypersensitive, I wasn't referencing the vice president. Chill. I mean, my penmanship at times tends to get ill. Violence, but with skill. That's why I hints when I write ends up with the mic and pencil getting killed. Yeah, and I'm still rider, die for the squad. So you know which side that I'm on. If a battle lines have been drawn, but if I get involved, it'll be like canines in a bra. But not similar to Mike Vick at all. Cause even if I don't have a dog in the fight, they ain't never gonna get rid of the fight in the dog. Got stripes like a tiger, so you might get mauled. The mic in the palms like claws, like a swing right for your jaw and rip it off with one swipe of the paw. Bitch, you still on my dick or no? If I suck, your wife is a straw. I'm sick and I'm not gonna cover my mouth next time that I cough. Cause see, these bars are like COVID. You get them right off the bat. Infected with SARS and Corona. Like you took a bite off of that. Then it goes from Martian to human. That's how the virus attacks. They come at me with machine guns. Like trying to fight off a gnat. Got that dopey sense to me It's like pneumonia symptoms of contracting COVID instantly Which is what separates my flow from there So that no one gets even close to this To pose a risk to me So vocalistically, that's social distancing Yeah Flow going viral, you best stay strapped with that Lysol And get way back, get that Pine Sol and that Ajax Cause this dry cough is just like football umpires calling a playback Bitch back the fuck up at 15 yards These rhymes call for a face mask Another 14 day quarantine, they're cordoning off everything This shit looking like a horror scene, like me metaphorically Damn. Zim stay at home order seem like they just keep getting more extreme Who knows when it's night Marilyn, like Monroe, Norma Jean Still got that heroin, lyrical drip with that morphine and that Thorazine Cause I'm so fucking dope, and you're a fiend And that's the one thing that hasn't changed, no nope. some semblance of normalcy But I might need that hydrochloroquine, cause I got that yeah. The dark horse, I'm a nightmare Mom fed me volume like air Thought that's why they called it a high chair Whoa. I got a contact like eyewear Whoa, wait a minute, bitch, let me lie here uh. 2020 hindsight, my side mirror Every year you drop the ball like Times Square My hair trigger whenever I get an idea like, fuck. Now my name rings out like a sponge mop My trip was a drop in the bucket So that gunshot you just heard just now With that one spot just came from the 9 mil That I just got, that's big bucks And I got a full money clip and I'm loaded I ain't even mean to go the fuck off 
Appropriate with an opiate, groping it while I'm holding it like a trophy. I'm hoping a little codeine will give me odie and whoa, everything is slow. I begin to floating. I know that I'm getting loaded. The pin exploded. Hiroshima with the flows of utopia with the dope. I'm an OG. I'm like the goat here to get your goat. Little bit of sodium. It's assault when I'm at the podium. Bitch, your throat holy. Camoly. I'm in a zone with the shit. I'm on. Get emoji. I'm in a commode because nobody's even close. Your petroleum to plutonium. You're a phony. I'm at the crib, but your hoe got her at the pole like voting with no clothing. Stripped down to a toe ring. And here we go with the gloating. I got my nose in the air like a bowling. Then I got into a little bit of an argument with her. So I took a little lick of a colada pen and dinner. Then I hit it with the motherfucking ottoman and bitter Then I shot her in the liver, delivered it to the bottom of the river But I'm probably gonna jump in the water with her with a water money Cause I got a lot of it and when it come to dripping I be sobbing like a hundred mile an hour Never running out of either one of them I gotta get it cause these bars are like COVID Get them right off the bat Infected with SARS and Corona Like you took a bite off of that And it goes from Martian to human That's how the virus attacks They come at me with machine guns It's like trying to fight off a net What happens when you're a police officer You get caught having some very inappropriate relationships with, with not one, but two, but maybe several of your fellow police coworkers. You become a big meme. You lie to everybody saying that y'all had an open marriage, et cetera, et cetera. So what could be better than the memes and the stories? How about the HR interviews? Now listen closely. Some of the, If the audio's blanked out, I didn't blank it out. It's just how, how I received it. But you should listen to this HR interview, and then we're going to wrap up the Alex B. Podcast. All right? It's interesting AF. I have had others report to me that you and Officer Powell have been together, specifically performing oral sex while on duty at the police substation. I'm sorry, what? That's, that's the information that I was given early on to start the investigation. So that, that answers the question of, you know, how, why is it affecting city employment? Because the information I had was that it was happening while on duty in city property. And I have had that confirmed through the investigation so far. I'm not done. I'm not that's, I haven't spoken to you. But that's why it's a city issue, right? Which brings to light then any other relationship. That's why we're looking at it holistically. But the concern was raised because it was reported to be happening on shift in a city-owned building. Help, help me under, like, I, I wasn't there. I don't know if it took place or not. I'm just here to try to understand why and how that's being reported. Can I ask who would have first reported that? Um, I can't answer that at this point because the investigation is still open and ongoing, so those conversations are still confidential. Is there a reason that they would assume that or bring that up at all? The the confirmation on the act, I've been told, came directly from you to the person who reported it to me. That you talked about the act. You talked about his size, what it looked like. Is there any evidence of that? Can you tell me about an encounter you had with him before you were an official officer at your house? Uh, yeah, so I don't remember what it was, but me and B were together hanging out. He met us at Chili's in Murfreesboro. We all got some drinks. We went back to my house. We were hanging out for a little bit. Um, Jed came home. He started drinking. I wanted to try to get Jed to have a thing with all of us. We played strip, you know? 
And then when V went out onto the patio with, with Jed, me and Ty kissed for a little bit, and then that was it. That you were involved with somebody's wife? Making out, but as far as... But that was the, that you had talked about a threesome. Right. Y'all had made yeah. out. Me and Amy... Okay. We kissed, but okay. there didn't, was no didn't go any further than that. No, okay. No. Okay. <clears throat> so, is that when your husband came in and saw you guys kissing? He wasn't even home then. Okay. No. So. No, when that happened, when Mabs was like right by us, and then on the couch. Max was like, if y'all start making out, maybe Jed will get into my husband, into the idea. And when we started making out, Jed was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then there was a conversation the next day about, I thought Jed was down for this. And you were like, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. I thought he, me and my husband have had a threesome before. So I, I didn't know if it was going to like, I didn't think he'd have an issue with. Got it. Up in the weight room. The weight room. I got a report that you gave him a out in the weight room. You made out? You didn't give him a So what I have is that you, it was an off work day. You came in, asked him to come over to help you work on something. Yeah, we were working. And he, he came over. And then there was a given and then he went back to work and you went home. Me and my husband, we've been going through blood and mm -hmm. we're just... Does he know about any of this? Okay. So, just so you know, I don't talk to spouses. I can't talk about anybody else, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't talk to spouses. I said to you last Friday, as I said to every single other person I've spoken to, what you do outside of work, I don't care. I don't even judge. When it comes to work, that's why we're here, because this has come to work. So I'm not I'm not calling your husband. I'm not communicating with anybody else's spouse. Neither am I. That is up to you. But I would like to know all of the details about Sergeant Powell, because I know a lot. had sex a lot. He's just been here for me. I was there for him because I know his wife just doesn't want to have sex with him. Me and my husband were kind of on the verge of a divorce and I just cracked and then it just kind of got out of hand. Okay. When did, when did it start? That was a while ago. I can't put an exact number on it. This year? Last year? It was this year. Okay. When did it end? Or has it ended? No, yeah, it has. It was probably a month or two ago. Okay. I think it was two months ago. Yeah, it was, it was two months ago. <clears throat> you know, Sergeant Powell, where did it happen on duty? I just gave him a hmm. I just gave him in the substation. Where? Substation. Substation. Okay. okay. Inside. Yes, sir. Do you have a foot fetish? Do you send pictures of your feet to people? I, Ty does. Ty has a foot fetish. And so he would ask you for pictures of your feet. 
did you send pictures of your feet to Seneca? Unfold the whole relationship, start to finish with Ty. I mean, we've been close forever. Mm -hmm. We, on multiple times, would say, you know, use me. You know, if you ever want to have sex, use me. Um, exactly like that. Uh, I mean, he would always just talk about me like that, um, and I, I put it off for a long time. I mean, we've only had sex twice, and we would send pictures back and forth. I feel like we've touched everything. It's been a lot. Yeah. Still seeing your counselor? Yeah, well, yesterday, or actually Wednesday. Still being honest? Yeah, he's helping me. Good. I'm about to go to couples counseling. Good. You guys are going to try to stay together. Yeah. Have you been 100% honest with your husband? That was brutal. Probably worse than being chief, right? Yeah. It was, it was amazing. But uh, I'm glad I told him. Well, that was pretty interesting, huh? Again, I'm sorry for some of the audio. It sounds like they did the interview in two different places. It sounds like one where they might have been in like the HR office, and then it sounds like uh, one they were somewhere like in public or whatever. So I apologize if some of the audio was tough to hear, the ones that they recorded, obviously, with all that fucking noise. But pretty interesting to hear this. And uh, again, she's getting a lot of offers to do some adult stuff. So who the fuck knows? But there you go. Thanks for listening to the Alex B. Podcast. You already know the drill. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, occasionally TikTok. Thanks for listening. I'll holler at you soon. And you've been listening to the Alex B. Podcast.